Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman alongside, as ever, Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison looking back at all the action on day four at Trent Bridge in the first test match between England and India. You're listening to Following On. Well, if you're listening to the podcast by now, you probably know India need 158 runs to win the first test match after a fight back from England. Uh, who posted 303, thanks largely to the captain, Joe Root, who was seventh man out for 109. Uh, Put on decent partnerships along the way after England had lost two early wickets, 46 for two at one stage, and still well in arrears. It uh, conjured up uh, uh, fearful thoughts that the day may end on day four, but not to be. Uh, A partnership of note with Dominic Sibley, who lasted 133 deliveries. Uh, Johnny Burstow, uh, hit a quick fire 30. Lawrence, the same for 25. And Sam Curran as well weighed in with a few useful runs, but just a feeling uh, that they uh, were 40 or 50 short just to make this a real contest. When India came out to bat, they only had to face 14 overs and got off to a bit of a fast start. Rahul um, uh, outscoring Sharma, uh, but he was the uh, one wicket to fall. Uh, caught behind for 26. Good bit of bowling from Stuart Broad. Uh, Pajara had a few hairy, scary moments, but uh, somehow ended up at stumps on the same uh, score as Sharma. Both 12 not out. India heading 52 for the loss of one wicket. And we come back on day five to see what occurs. India needing 158 runs to win. England nine wickets. Uh, time to get in, uh, stuck in, that is, uh, to the act. Story of the day. So, Harmi, where are we today? Well, first off, let's just start with Joe Root because um, he was uh, magnificent in first innings. It was a bit of a surprise when he was out. He was furious when he was dismissed um, for 109. And you can see why, because he exposed the tail to the new ball and England folded the last three wickets uh, uh, going in quick fashion. Um, I'm not sure it's quite enough for England to win this test match, but he's shown what's possible out there. It's also shown that if you've got good technique, you can score runs. And I'm not sure that uh, the other batsmen really have a technique that comes anywhere near to Joe Root. But first up, superb innings from the England captain. Um, And, you know, that little battle with Virat Kohli, he's gone one ahead. 
Yeah, possibly gone one ahead. Um, we've got to see what Verrett's going to come back with because the way Pajara played tonight, you're thinking if you get the ball in the right area first thing tomorrow morning, you got a chance of knocking Pajara over and Coley would have to go and get a large proportion of these runs for, for India to win. I thought it was a magnificent innings by, by the England captain. Um, I didn't think I could speak any higher of Joe. Um, the same way I spoke of Jimmy Anderson over the course of the, the last few weeks. He was a, it was a phenomenal batting display. Um, it was a great, great test match, dear. And what is it with this, you know, with the test matches when you've got a wicket, which is, it's got a little bit in it. There's a bit more there for the ball than the bat. It's so exciting. But class, class all will always come through. And I think Joe showed in the first innings, you know, there was, he, was, he was batting on a different wicket to everybody else. Um, and in the second innings, boy, what a, what a fantastic knock. It'll be interesting to hear his comments after the game to see where that ranks, because for me, that was as good a 100 as I've ever seen Joe Root bat. He was awesome, absolutely awesome. Um, and the test matches is evenly poised. We, 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 we left the game yesterday, a bit frustrated, disappointed in, in England's player. We were 70 runs, England was 70 runs behind. And they end up with 209 as a target for India. Now, I think both sides during this last this last seven or eight hours would be happy with that because I think at the start of the day, England would take a 209, 209 to bowl at. And I think when Joe was when Joe got to a hundred, I think Virat Kohli would have took 209 because I think they were staring down the barrel of maybe chasing 250, 260. And that would have been a very, very a very, very defendable total for England. As it happens, I still think India are probably in the pound seats at this minute in time, but we go into a fifth-day pitch. I know it hasn't been played on for all five days with the rain delays we've had and all the time that we've lost, but goes into a fifth-day pitch with tired bodies, tired minds, and runs on the board. I think England, I think it's evenly poised just slightly in, in India's favour. Yep, I agree with that. I tell you what, Harmi, it has just started to absolutely hammer it down here. Uh, we've been fortunate today. We haven't been fortunate on uh, days one to three, but the forecast was for very little play on day four, and we've had a full day's play, and the heavens, four minutes after play has ended for the day, have just opened. It's absolute scene here at Trent Bridge. So, uh, <laughs> so that's uh, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that to times with Joe, um, you know, if you were to pick pick out his two main, not flaws, but, you know, you know when he's in top form. And, and it has been a number of years since the Joe route of maybe 2013 to 2017 was really back and apparent with us. But in 2021, he has actually shown us a reminder of the batsmen that England used to have in their ranks before maybe the burden of captaincy started to weigh down on him. And I'm talking about those two innings in Sri Lanka against decent spin, you know, and in oppressively hot conditions. OK, the, the bowling may not have been of the absolute top quality standard, but still two huge innings of note. Then in that first innings against India um, at uh, Ahmedabad and then today, um and I totally agree. I think he has looked in superlative touch. I've just momentarily forgotten what he scored against New Zealand, whether he, uh, whether he weighed in there as well. Obviously, England lost that series. But, but still, the, the point remains is he looks as comfortable with his game as I've seen in a number of years 
Now that can only mean good things from an English perspective, but he can't do it all on his own. And what really frustrated me today was, and I've heard you say this many times, when you look at wickets, it's very often the balls that led up to the uh, the wicket-taking delivery. You know, batsmen getting out, when you look in isolation, you can think, well, what were they doing then? You haven't seen the build-up of pressure um, that has led to that rash shot or that moment of weakness. But uh, Bairstow looked in rich form. He looked in good touch. That You cannot say that he looked under pressure before he just pulled a delivery straight to deep square leg. Dan Lawrence had just hit. Takur for two boundaries, or certainly he'd hit him for one boundary and taken a couple and then just missed a straight one. Joss Butler, two balls after lunch, maybe or tea rather, maybe maybe that paid a, a, a part in his dismissal, but essentially just shouldering arms and was out for 17. You know, Burns and Crawley, yes, I could see the build-up of pressure to their wickets, but Bairstow, Lawrence and Butler will all be sitting there thinking, I left some runs out there. And if they got those runs, and we're talking maybe 20 to 30 between them, um, you know, 20 or, 30, 20 or 30 runs, maybe a, a target of 250. It's a completely different game. You know, it, India would still need another 200. Maybe that pressure would have had, would have led to another wicket. And it's those little moments that if England do lose this test match, but all the hard work they've done getting back into it, they'll know in a weird way, this is as good a chance to win a test match as they're going to get against this India side. Absolutely, and absolutely, and I think it was the best of one that frustrated me because he was playing so well, and and he hit it so well, he hit it so cleanly, and you're thinking if he doesn't hit it as well, it's like a centre forward when it goes across the goal, and you just well, you wanted to roll up your shin, I hit his knee and go in the net. You know, this was Johnny smashing it. He absolutely nailed it straight down a man's throat. Yes, he was out there. It wasn't like. Robert Sharma, who was in, wasn't in control of it, and he's hit it straight up in the air. Johnny's he's got over the top of it. He's tried to hit it down. He's hit it flat. Um, I'm not going to say he was unlucky because he should have hit it down and he should have got on the ground. But it probably sums where Johnny's up at this moment in time. He's looked quite comfortable in both both innings and passages, and you're thinking he's got out and away, which oh, you just think, come on, Johnny, come on, Johnny. It's and Johnny's the one for me in this five-match series that is going to help Joe Root. I think the Indian bowlers have got... They put Johnny on a, on a pedestal because of what he does in the IPL. Johnny's got a fear factor to India for me because of what he does in the IPL. The, the Indian bowlers don't know a great deal about Dan Lawrence. They don't know a great deal about Zach Crawley or, or Tom Sibley or, or, or Rory Burns. You know, not a massive amount. You know, Burns maybe a little bit more than the other, the other three. But Johnny Bairstow opens a baton for the Sunrisers of Hyderabad. He belts these bowlers all round the ground because he has been an IPL, in the IPL eliminators and in the, you know, the latter stages. And he's been the highest run scorer in the IPL. So these bowlers know what Johnny Bairstow can do. So for me, it's getting Johnny in and getting to get him beyond the 20, 30, 40. And then all of a sudden, there will be a fear factor there. So that was a, that's disappointing from, from my point of view with, with Bairstow. I just look at these players and I just say there's too many of them off balance when they are when they're when they're hitting the ball and yeah you teach kids at 13 14 year old what's the best or the best lesson you could have when you when you're batting and that's to be as balanced as you possibly can if you're a, if you're unbalanced if you're unbalanced the likelihood is you're not going to execute the shot you're trying to execute 
you're going to hit it up in the air. You're going to miss it because you're falling over. And we're at test match. We're at test match level. And there's far too many players now at test match level who are letting themselves down because they're, they're, they're so far off balanced when they're at the mode of dismissal. It is ridiculous. It's under 15 stuff. So that's what's frustrating me about the England batting unit. And I look at the England captain again. We talk about how Joe has evolved as a player. And yes, he's batting unbelievably well. And you can see why he had a little bit of a lull because the batting unit just aren't performing. It's every time he goes to the wicket. He's got, he, he must go at the toss thinking, right, I need, you know, I've got pressure on my shoulders. I need to win the toss. I need to win the toss. And then when he puts his pads on, he must think, I've got to get 150 here to have any chance of winning. Because if I don't get 100, 150, we're not going to win. We're not going to, we're not going to compete, I should say. I have a chance of winning. And that's the frustrating thing about it. You looked at Joe Root and you mentioned the years in that 2013 to 17 period. You know, he had Sir Alistair Cook opening a baton, long periods of time. He had batsmen that were scoring runs, not much pressure on him. Now the England captain's not just got the burden of the captaincy on his shoulders. He's got the burden of actually having to bat for two, possibly three spots because we're not scoring enough runs and that's not good enough. What did you make of the bowling today? Because uh, Boomerah at times again, he's just an absolute class act, isn't he? Um, Takur seems to have the knack of picking up wickets. He's quite English, I think, in his uh, yeah. in his approach to the wicket. Big time. Uh, but Siraj, boy, I mean, I don't know if uh, Bearstow and Robinson understand Hindi, but if they do, wow. Um, he was just, I mean, he actually had to be, well, the umpires intervened on a couple of occasions. I mean, when Anderson came out, I don't know if you saw that, but he gave him an absolute mouthful. Um I, I think this series, actually, if he's not held in check, um, and can, when you bear in mind the pressure on these two sides and desire for India to win, I think there's going to be a few flashpoints in this series. And actually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing it. Yeah, I was just about to say, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I quite, I quite like that, to be honest. I think the way, the way he, he goes about his business and goes about his job, I quite like that. I don't mind it. I don't mind him having a go. I don't mind him being fired up. Um, let's see. Let's see if he's still fired up after playing five test matches in seven weeks. Let's see if he's still steaming in like he has done in an English English summer. Um, and everything's you know, ever the bus trips and the you know the hotels and everything that goes with it. Let's see if he's still steaming in at Manchester. If he is, good on him. Um, the, the 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 hilarious point with that for me today was even Virat Kohli told him to calm down. And if Virat Kohli's telling you to calm down, you must be getting close because I think you're talking about the flashpoints. If England can bat and bat well and bat long, with Siraj at one end shouting and having a go and Kohli at the other end, slip shouting and having a go if a decision doesn't go his way, we could have one almighty fireworks display in the middle of the field. And if he goes like that, I don't mind that. I think it's quite good. I think it's quite entertaining and it's fun. That's what we want to see. We, there's a line you don't cross. Whether he crossed it or not, I'm not sure, sure he did. I think Anderson gives as good as he gets. I don't think Jimmy will be, will be uh, losing any sleep over his, uh, over his cup of tea tonight. I think it'll be interesting when Siraj comes out to bat next time and Anderson tries to make them look like a fool. That's test match cricket. Didn't have a problem. I thought it was box office. Um, and let's see what happens later on in the series. It could be fun. 
Oh, mate, absolutely. Absolutely. It could be fun. I, I love a bit of it as well. I think, you know, I've never had a problem. Uh, he may get in trouble for the send off. Who did he get rid of? Yeah. Uh, oh, it was Bearstow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is when you get 11 players, you know, in the face of the batsman who's just been beaten. That's where yeah. I find it a little bit unedifying. Um, you know, that's that's 11 against one. In the truest form of the battle, it is the bowler against the batsman. And if the bowler wins, then fair play. I think he can say what he likes, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, it's only it's only words, isn't it? Um, so yeah, no, I, I must admit, I found it, I found this test match really, really engaging so far, really entertaining. Now, on days one to three, part of the drama came from the poor cricket at times, the miss catches and or drop catches and missed runouts and some of the batting wasn't really up to standard but today we saw quality from 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 beginning to end through Joe Root um I, let's not forget the innings of, of note from Sam Curran um and then Bumrah at the end you know he's he only bowled um well he bowled he's bowled 19 overs in the innings um but it was that new ball. As soon as the clouds came out, again, do you know what it was? It was the floodlights here. The floodlights came on. There was a period, there was periods of play when it looked a touch flat out there. Um, the body language of the Indians and the ball itself, the pitch itself, as soon as the floodlights came on and there's a bit more cloud cover, new ball in hand, completely different prospect. And that's England. That is England. That's why we love cricket in this country. And that's why we love test match cricket in this country, because that Duke ball is, um, I, I know the, the commentators on the TV said, I think it was Mike Latherton had said, if we could get the Duke ball to be played around the world, I think we'd have some good test matches and, and good fun if we could get rid of the Kukabra, um, because of, of the you know, less movement and everything that goes with, with the Duke over the Kukabra. But I tell you what, it's box office. When you come to England, and many times I've said this over the course of the last few years, you don't, sometimes you don't look down, you look up. And when the clouds is over, it's a completely different ball game for what you're playing on. And it, it, it did do that. I thought Bumra bowled nicely. Um, Sam Curran, what do we do with Sam Curran? I find myself saying this every time. What do we do with Sam? Because again, he's been, he's been, he's played two absolute gem of cameo innings. Brilliant to help us get to a position because of our batters have not performed. We were, we were still in the test match. You know, the, 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 even the, the 30 there in the second innings. But again, we're, we're, we're playing with four bowlers. Can we afford to play four bowlers with Sam Curran as one of your bowlers? I just, I just can't, I can't justify having him as a fourth bowler in a side and picking him as a number, number eight from a batsman's point of view. I just don't know what we do with Sam because I want to I want to keep him in my team because I think he is box office. I think he's going to make something happen. If it does swing, you pick a couple of wickets up, not a problem. But if it doesn't swing, like it hasn't done tonight, a little bit, it was more nipping off the seam. And tomorrow, if it's a bit overcast, and it's not swinging, it's nipping off the seam. You're asking a lot on day five of Broad, Anderson and Rob, Robinson to have a, to, to sort of do that when you haven't got much runs to play. And you think if Sam comes up and he, he doesn't quite get it right and goes for 12, 15, 18 or three or four overs, then that game is just going to go away from you. So as much as I want him in my team and he scores some great runs, how you balance that out, I think that will be a big, big topic of conversation in the England selection panel between the first and second test match. 
Yeah, your daughter, one of your daughters is going to kill you hearing that. She is so. going to kill me. Yeah, she, she is, is going to kill me. But And I don't want to see it, but it's just, it's reality that if it's swinging, he's in the game. If it's not swinging, he's not in the game. And we've only got we've only got three others and they can't mm. all all day because we haven't got the spinner. It just shows you how, what a great asset we've got in Ben Stokes. Yeah, um, that was a point I was going to make. You've got Stokes in that team. You either play Curran or you play Leach. Now, England are going to go to Lords and they're going to probably have to play Leach, you would have thought. And um, so what do they do? Do they move Curran to six and he plays as a batsman, bowler, ahead of Dan Lawrence? Um, Wood, you know, you've got a feeling Wood's got to come into this at some point as well. So uh, can Anderson go back-to-back tests? He'd probably say yes. Broads? feel like he's playing for his place again, despite how brilliant he was in, during the English summer of 2020. So, um, but hey, that's a question. That's, well, do you know what? That question will be asked tomorrow because, yeah. of course, Sam Curran, as you make mention, if the ball isn't swinging and he's not being given the new ball, which he hasn't been, you know, the stature that he bowls at in terms of his height, if there's no swing, the margin for error is so small. And then, of course, the target for India is, is is not a large one either, but it will be mentioned. You would have thought if India, you know, either go close, um, if England push them close, it's going to be asked about Sam Curran. And if India just counter to victory on day five, the question will be asked about Sam Curran. Does he justify his place in a four-man bowling attack? Well... <laughs> That's why he's been dropped. That's why he's been dropped so many times, isn't it? Yeah, because... and it's a question, and it's a question for tomorrow night. And fingers crossed, he has a good answer and a good day because it's about trust as well from a captain point of view, but also in a captain's point of view. If you're Joe Root and you're going, it's swinging. We've got favourable conditions. It's swinging, and you've got Sam Curran or you've got Jimmy Anderson, and you've got to have somebody nipping the ball away from Robinson or abroad at the other end. You're going. Do we have Curran or do we have Anderson? The ball is swinging. You're going to go with a guy who's got 621 wickets, aren't you? So I feel sorry for the lad, um, but it's it is a hard it's it's hard in doing that. I would I would actually like England to put more trust in his batting and actually think of him as more of a batting all rounder, but that puts pressure on Butler because Butler then has to go up one, and he's not scoring any runs either. So. In a, in a, a unit that's not firing from a batting point of view, if they were firing and they were getting hundreds, if it was Cook, Strauss, Trot, Bell, you know, all this lot, I've got no, I think Sam Curran at seven. Think as a batsman, Sam plays a batsman, not a problem. Even if I had somebody like Mo and Ali, Mo and Ali is our spinner at number eight. Still trust Sam at number seven. Go and, you know, young man, forge yourself a career as a batting all rounder. Think as a batsman, as our fifth bowler. But when you've only got four bowlers, it is difficult to justify having somebody in the team because you've got a 39-year-old and a 35, 35-year-old who is going to have to bowl the bulk of the overs if the ball is not swinging, especially when you're playing against a team and a smaller total to, to defend. So it's, it's great questions for the England select. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz in the Channelized Bimbingus of the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? 
Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. What is going to happen tomorrow? Okay, Harmy, um, what is going to happen on day five? There's so much uncertainty. On the face of it, India, strong favourites to win. But there's going to be fifth day pressure, fifth day pitch, fifth day crowd, whatever turns up. Um, although we've had four, four sellouts so far. And, and so you, you would expect a, a decent turnout. The weather, we have no idea. Day four, we weren't even supposed to get any play. We've had a full day's play. Again, the percentages, it, I don't think it's going to be sunny all morning. Uh, that's for sure. So that's going to play in the, to the hands of the bowlers. Um, and then there's going to be the pressure, pressure on both sides, especially if it, go, if it gets tight. And, you know, the aggro that we've seen today, all right, Siraj probably won't turn up till tomorrow. And if he does, he's going to be batting at 11. So that would be interesting in itself if we get that far. But, you know, it's, it's going to be a couple of moments along the way. I mean, it's kind of bubbled away. It's been a bit slapstick at times, but we actually this could be an absolute classic, couldn't it? Couldn't it? It could be a classic. Um, I think there'll be a full house again. It's Sunday. I think you know, I can't imagine the tickets being at a, at a high price. I think they'll be trying to get as many people in, and they're going to need them. England cricket team are going to need the crowd tomorrow. They're going to need the the usual Trent Bridge weekend. Get at India and sort of be you know ferocious for England. I've just got a funny feeling England's going to win, you know. Ooh. I really do. I've, I've got a funny feeling England's going to win. England get the back of Coley early. Yeah. I think England I think England can win this test match. I really do. I think, you know, talk about weather forecast. The forecasters couldn't get yesterday's forecast no. right. So we've got no chance of getting tomorrow's right. No. If we get a full day's player, I can see England. I can see England, England winning the test match just because... I actually think it's a one wicket. It's a one wicket game. If you can get, a, a, if we can get an early wicket in the morning and get Sharma in or out, Pajara in, uh, Pajara or Sharma out in the first sort of five or six overs and get Coley in when Anderson's up there. I think it's it's so key that when Coley comes in, yeah, Anderson's he's got the stiffness out of his body. He's got the ball going where he wants. He's got it moving like he has been doing. And if we can get Coley in at that time, it'll be a great chance for, for England to get Virat Coley out. And if that happens and they get him out early, if India need 100 to win with Coley out, for me, England win. 
as it goes down 60, 70, then obviously India come into it. But I've got a funny feeling Stuart Broad, Jimmy Anderson, Ollie Robinson are going to have a good day tomorrow and I'm backing my boys to win. Well, you heard it here first on the following on podcast. We will be here back uh, for you at the end of day five, no matter what the result is. Harmy will front up if uh, India <laughs> batter England. But look, we're still alive. I didn't think we would still be in this position ahead of day five after India was England was skittled for 183 in the first day. Uh, but we are so a mixture of uh, great batting, poor uh, weather, and um, just uh, a bit of ticker, I suppose. Quality on both sides, and we are set for what could be an absolute humdinger. So please join us on the following on podcast, following day five at Trent Bridge, and head over to YouTube for uh, Harmy's 7 for 12. The YouTube channel, Steve Harmison, is uh, fronting up for more of the same. Uh, but for now, thanks for listening to the following on podcast. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.